Well, good morning. Turn to the person next to you and say good morning. I was like, what is the pastor up there with one of his grandbabies? So, you know, I just love to, you got to say hello. You going to say hello? <laughs> Come on, baby, say hello. <laughs> this is Blair. We call her Blair Bear. So we are, we are grateful and thankful that, that she's here today. And we are glad you guys are here today. There's been, there's a lot of graduations going on all over the, the state, actually, um, the, the last few weekends, and we've got a lot of different families that are, that are gone for that. But we are here today, and we are excited to be able to have an amazing guest speaker that's really not a guest, amen? Pastor Tanya, we, we love you, and we bless you, and we are thankful for this, and you get to see the, the building as we've kind of restored it. You guys have done, you've had many, many years of ministry, and, and the Lord's totally blessed you. And this is an anointed place, so turn to your neighbor and say, you're sitting in an anointed place. Amen. It's, it's been prayed over, it's been <laughs> cried over, there's been weeping and joy and everything else that's taken place within this building. And we know, uh, we know that God is here today. And I just want him to touch you. You know, this is not about a religion, it's about a relationship. And it's about a relationship with Jesus Christ. And your relationship with him is going to be different than my relationship with him. Your relationship with him and the journey that you're on is going to be different than our journey that we've been on. But I'm here to tell you, even though the difficulty that we come up against and the stuff that we've got to deal with, God is so good and he is so faithful. And I'd love for you to give Jesus a hand clap of praise this morning. And now give Tanya. Pastor Tanya, come on up. We're glad to have Johnny here today, too. But give Pastor Tanya a mighty hand clap of praise this morning. Good morning. I am so excited to be here. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so um, first of all, let me acknowledge and recognize a few very special people in my life that were able to come with me today. My husband, John Roby, I want you to welcome him. I'm just so blessed to have him here with me. And then my mother is here. Oh, my mother is amazing. And actually, okay, so this to me is holy ground. I feel like I'm just, I don't know how to even explain it. Well, Karen, we were here a long time ago. This was where I began. Everything happened and began for me here in this place. So, and I'll share a little bit with you. But while we pastored the church here, my mom and dad pastored a little church over, uh, if you remember, Apostolic Church over kind of close to the going Goins, Goins Furniture Store. I don't know if it's still here, but anyway, and so we pastored at the same time, and so it was so wonderful, but you know, when you're in ministry, you're busy at the same times, so, so that was a, that was kind of a fun season for us to be able to be here, but I'm mother. Thank you for being here. She didn't get to come with me last year because she wasn't feeling well, but, um, her friend, um, Jeannie Thorne, she lives in here and she came this morning to be with my mother and to be with all of us. And so Jeannie, I'm so blessed that you would, you would come today. And then my sister by choice is here. I'm so excited. Marilyn, please stand up and turn around and let the people see how beautiful you are. Marilyn was an associate pastor at the Assembly of God Church in Enid for years. And how many years, sister? 
21 years. 13? Oh, oh my goodness, it's the truth. It's so the truth. And then she came from the glaze, uh, what were you, the singing glazes. And her daddy pastored and... Yeah, all that good stuff. And so her brothers and her sister, I mean, they sang, and she's an anointed woman of God, and we've been sisters for many, 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 many years, and we get to minister together two or three times a year at women's conferences that she hosts, and so that's a blessing, such a blessing that we get to do that. So I'm so excited. She drove from Enid today to be with us. Okay, so... Everything that that happened in my life that got me in the, moving in the right direction happened here. Okay, so I know y'all want to hear about it. So this is everything that happened. My, I rededicated my life to Jesus here, right here, where Virginia is sitting. This is a holy spot right here. Um, I rededicated my life to Jesus. I was raised in the church because my daddy was a pastor, so I knew Jesus, but I kind of did that in and out thing, up and down thing, and I was very rebellious. My mother would, uh, would um, amen to that one, but we thank God that his power is great, and when you, we raise our children and we put our word, the word in, the ch- in our children, they have to come back. Because, see, the word is incorruptible seed, and it doesn't return void. And incorruptible means it's always working. So all the word that, that you know, my parents had put in me never stopped working. You know, God never stops working. He's always working. He's always up to something good, right? And so, so this is where I came home. I got filled with the Holy Ghost at altars right down here. Brother Ray Myers prayed me through, let me tell you, and it took weeks. I was on my face begging God to give me um, the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. And I got it. And boy, when I got it, did I get it. And so it changed my life. It changed my life. Then... um, I was healed. I came in one Sunday morning. Brother Eccles was our pastor. And I I met him at the door and I said, I just need you to know that I'm not leaving this church until I'm healed. So lock the doors when you leave for lunch because I will be in this church until I get what I want. Until, because I had been diagnosed with the hiatal hernia and a very large ulcer. So I would like crawl on the floor to get from room to room. It was awful. And I just said, I'm done. You know, it's mine. It belongs to me. Jesus died on the cross. He paid the price. He purchased everything that I need. And so right there that day, I received my healing just on my face before God. And I was healed. We, we all left. They went with us and we ate pizza, which was living proof that I was healed. So then... I did bus ministry, I did nursery ministry, I sang in the choir, I did daisies. I don't know if you're familiar with the Royal Ranger program, but daisies is the little bitty ones, boys and girls. And so that was the first, that's where my teaching gift got, got revved up. And I'll never forget one, one day, we were going downstairs to teach that class, And I was knocking on the door, knocking on the door, saying, let me in, let me in. And somebody walked up behind me and said, what are you doing? And I said, well, they locked me out. (laughs) And so it was quite an experience. So I'm telling you, we, this is where I did everything. I mean, I was like pregnant, pregnant, fully pregnant, um, 
doing bus ministry. Those were beautiful days for me. And then uh, we started our youth ministry here. We became youth pastors. And it was wonderful. So then the Lord was is so good. Then we started Living Word Fellowship. Well, uh, Eldon McGinnis started Northwest Christian Outreach Center. Then Tony and I came in, and we were on 5th and Texas. How many of you were at 5th and Texas? So several of you. Okay, so so we started Living Word Fellowship there. And then we were oh, we at the Northwest. I forgot that. And then the little house way out. Wow, this is so good. But I'm going to tell you, then we came back home here. And God is so good. I love this place. I, I'm so, when Shelly called me and said, well, this is the plan. Oh, my goodness. I couldn't have been happier, more excited, more thrilled because I believe as Kelly, where are you? We were talking. I believe there's a well here and it's being redug. And I'm so excited because I know God has amazing things that he's going to do in this place. And, um, we're just privileged to be a part of that, aren't we? So, okay, so that's my introduction. And then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to encourage you with something. Um, if you don't have these two items, I'm going to challenge you. And I could have, you know, I'm a book. that Books are my favorite thing in the universe. I have books and books and books. And I buy books. Not, not, I don't always read them. I just like them. I like to hold them in my hand. I like to look at them. I think they're amazing. And I start five or six at the same time, read a little bit. Sometimes I never finish, you know, I don't know that that's a, a good thing, but there are some things that, that I want to challenge you because, you know, the Bible says that we're to study, to show ourselves approved into God, a workman what, that doesn't need to be ashamed because we know how to rightly divide the word of truth. So you need to be a student of the word of God. And so this is a manual, a teaching manual, or it's not a teaching manual. Um, it's a scripture study guide by Mark Hankins. And I don't know if you're familiar with Mark and Trina Hankins, but they're powerful, powerful. They have a, they pastor a church in Louisiana and they are full of the word of God. And it's the word, the word, the word, the word. And if it's not in the word of it, I mean, if it's not in the word of God and if it's not in God, it doesn't belong in you. Right? So this is an absolutely incredible study guide that gives so many translations of, of this particular, like it'll list a scripture and it's, there's healing. It's, it's all broken down. If y'all want to look through this, you can't, but I would suggest that you go on his website. I've had this one for years. There's probably an updated version. I think you all need this in your library because it's a good way to pick it up, open it up, and to study, learn to study the Word of God because I'm telling you, this is powerful. So the other night, I was in um, one of those sleepless modes, sleepless in Oklahoma City. Okay. And so I got up and I know that typically what I do is I'll mess around the house a little bit and I'm praying and praying and I like to do prayer walks in my home. I have the perfect home to do prayer walks. And so I'll walk through the house, pray, you know, take authority over the enemy and all that stuff. And then I dig in my books. So this particular night I began to dig in my books because I knew God had something for me. 
And so I have, I, I just felt real compelled to go back and I began to pull up my books by T.L. Osborne, Oral Roberts, Brother Hagen, Brother Copeland, John Osteen, all those mighty, Daisy Osborne, those powerful, powerful men and women of God that saw the glory of God, that walked in the glory, that knew signs, wonders, and miracles, that laid hands on the sick and saw them healed and wouldn't take no for an answer. And so I came across this little book. This may be one of the, my most prized possessions now. I found it and I didn't even know I had it. This was my great aunt Margaret Yackel's book. This book was written in 1915. And it was in my library. And here's the name of it. Praying Clear Through. Written, so this, this little book is over 100 years old. I began to thumb through the pages of this book and started getting so excited. The next day, I think I called my mother and it, I started reading things. And you know what? I, one of the things I discovered is that people were the same a hundred years ago as we are today. You would have thought he was addressing the culture that we're in, but not so, but not so. He wrote this, uh, it's, it's like over a hundred years old. It's by W.J., Sister Virginia, what is his last name? Is it Harney? Harney. H-A-R-N-E-Y. You can buy this book on Amazon. That won't look as wonderful as mine does because it'll be you know, new. But I'm going to tell you, it's on prayer. It's on prayer. And it's, it's about putting your, your face in between your knees and seeking the face of God, just like Elijah did, and being willing to being unwilling to do without everything God has promised you prayer. This is the answer. This is, this is the, I'm telling you, you've got to get this book. This book is powerful. And I just want to encourage you that God's got such amazing things that he's wanting to do in your life. And so what I want to talk to you about this morning is laying hold of the kingdom God wants us to lay hold, laying hold of the kingdom and walk in it and operate in it and move in the revelation of what the kingdom of God is. Understand the kingdom, understand how it affects you, where it resides, because Jesus said the kingdom of God is within you. We are the earthly kingdom of God, right? Because he's not in a building unless you're in the building. Okay, he's in you. He came to live in you. Everything that's in him, he brought with him. And he's on the inside of you with everything, all his goodness. And you know, when we go through hard times, and when we go through devastating times in our life, he comes in the middle of that with all of his goodness and all of his glory. And I'll tell you, he knows how to reconstruct things in you. And so what I want us to do today, we're going to kind of start a little journey today about, about the kingdom and what that means and looks like and how you can operate in it and allow it to work in you and allow it because we're to walk in the kingdom everywhere we go. You know, I was at the bank a couple of weeks ago. You know, now we don't have to go to the bank because we bank from our, our phone. We make deposits from our phone. We, we transfer funds from our phone. You can do everything. Isn't it cool? You can do everything with your phone. So it's, it, yeah, you can read your Bible. It saves a lot of time for me. You can shop on your phone. You can do everything on your phone. Um, so we had to go to the bank 
And so we were visiting with one of the officers there, the banking officers there. And so we're sitting there, and so we were talking and having a really good time with him. And, and all of a sudden, I heard the Holy Spirit say, I want you to grab his hands, and I want you to pray for him. And I said, okay, that's what we're going to do. So when we were finished, I said, okay. I said, I'm going to pray for you. And so I said, give me your hands. So I didn't say, is it okay with you? Would you give me your hands, right? Because I knew what God had said to do. And so Johnny said, Tanya, we're in the bank. I said, I know we're going to pray. We're going to pray in the bank. And so, man, I'm telling you, I, and I wasn't like crazy loud or being ridiculous. You know what I'm saying? To embarrass him or so people would stare and all that. Because God wanted to do something for him. And had I left and not been obedient, God couldn't have had made the deposit in his life that he did. So, see, God wants us to learn and to be excited about walking the kingdom everywhere we go. Moving in the kingdom everywhere we go. If God says lay hands on somebody, you, there's just, you just do it. Whether you're at, at Walmart, no matter where you go. And, and I suggest this, that if you've never just spontaneously been led by the Holy Spirit or ministered to someone or prayed for someone, go to Walmart. Lots and lots. No, it's the truth. Lots and lots and lots of people go to Walmart. Now, one of our pastors, Craig Rochelle, in Oklahoma City, uh, one day said, you know, the Lord told him to go to Walmart and sit out in the, the, what do you, the, the foyer, the, the little beginning opening area there and sit on a bench in there. And he said, you want me to go to Walmart? Because, you know, when he goes places, people just, they, they don't leave him alone because he's kind of like a superstar, especially in Oklahoma City. So anyway, he, he said the Holy Spirit just kept on dealing with him, kept on dealing with him. So he went to Walmart and there was a woman that saw him and ran to him weeping, weeping. He led her to the Lord. She had a test. It was powerful in Walmart because he was obedient to go and she knew who he was. She knew she could get what she needed. So this is my story. This is, this is what I want to challenge you with. Go to Walmart and just walk. Prayer walk. Do you know how to do prayer walks? You just pray in tongues, pray in tongues. Not out loud. But just pray in the spirit, pray in the spirit, pray, pray the word of God and walk, walk the aisles, walk the aisles. And I promise you, the Lord will lead you to someone that's hurting, that needs him. And you'll learn to get bold. Amen. You'll learn to be bold and you'll learn how to reach out to people. See, I don't care anymore. God just kind of pulled that out of me, that caring what people think. Because chances are you're not going to, you may never see them again anyway right? But God's got something he wants to do for them. And that is the, the reason you and I have to lay hold of the kingdom. We have to lay hold of the kingdom. So, because see, Jesus goes, he lives in you, not in this building. And when we really get a revelation that he lives in you all the time, he never leaves you. He never forsakes you. When you have a bad moment or a, a bad day, he's with you. He doesn't leave. He's in you. He's in the midst of you. I carry him, and I carry him well. We want you to carry what he's put in you and carry it well. And so, so we want to stir that up today. We want to stir up everything that's on the inside of you. You know, sometimes we have to require ourselves to acknowledge the good things in us. We have to require ourselves when we don't feel it, when we're devastated, when we're, 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 when we're, we're broken, 
When we're sick, when things aren't working, we require ourselves to acknowledge, according to Philemon 6, the good things that are in us, in him. So I acknowledge everything I know that's in him, that's in the kingdom realm. That is, listen to me, the kingdom of God is the realm of his authority. It's the realm of his authority. Everything that he has authority and rulership and dominion over is the kingdom. So everything that he has, rulership, dominion, authority, and that he rules is on the inside of you. The kingdom came to live in you. Now we have the spiritual kingdom, the supernatural kingdom, the kingdom of heaven. We'll all be there someday. And it's not long. It's not long. And then when he came to live in you, he brought the kingdom. So everything that's in the heavenly kingdom, he said the kingdom of God is righteousness, it's peace, and it's joy in the Holy Ghost. And, and, and not limited to those things. Righteousness, peace. And joy in the Holy Ghost is in the kingdom and is in you. Everything in the kingdom. You need to understand that with me. Everything that's in the kingdom that is is in, in me. It's in me. And it's not just in you to sit there. I'm going to show you the purpose of the kingdom in you and how you can walk it out and walk in it. The word that the Lord delivered through Sister Virginia, oh, my, I about came out of my, my boots. I wore boots today. Came out of my boots because I'm telling you, I know that weightiness of his presence. That's what the glory is, is the weightiness of his presence. And you get caught up in that and you will never be this. I can sit in my living room and literally experience the glory of the Lord. My, you know, I, I tell, I, I lead a Bible study in my home once a month and I tell the girls, I'm telling you, you have to behave in my house because God lives in this house. God, his presence is in my home. It is absolutely in my home. I can feel it tangibly feel it. And I'm telling you, God wants us to walk in a place that we carry it with us, that everywhere we go, not only is it recognizable to you, but it's recognizable to the world. Amen. Okay. So let's pray. Let's close our eyes for just a minute. Father God, I adore you. I worship you. We worship you as a body this morning. Collectively, we're here. We gathered in your name, and you promised to be in our midst. You live in us, but you said, I'll be in your midst. And I believe you're going to walk up and down these aisles today. And I'm believing for signs and wonders and miracles. And I'm believing that while people are sitting there, they're going to get healed. They're going to get set free. They're going to be delivered from the things they need to be delivered from. Anything that's not in the kingdom, take it out of us. So we open our hearts. I want you to just stretch your arms out. Keep your eyes closed. Stretch your arms out. And I want you to open your heart. Open your heart. Open your heart. Open wide. Open wide. Because he'll only do what you'll allow him to do. Open wide. Father, now I'm asking you to go deep in us and to take out anything that shouldn't be there. Anything that's taking up space in me where the glory belongs, where the kingdom belongs, I'm asking you, take it out. Take it out. You have to give him permission. Remove it. We don't want it. We don't want anything in us. Attitudes, wrong belief systems, mindsets. We don't want anything in us 
We, just, just take it. Take it out. Tell him, take it out. Take it out. Remove it. Now, Father, we give you all that capacity to fill us up, fill us up. Come, Holy Spirit. Fill us up, fill us up, fill us up. Oh, Father, I thank you that those gifts in us. Father, I call them, I call them to, the, to the front. I call them to, to, that we're going to go with our gifts and we're going to grow in our gifts. So I place a stirring in our hearts today. And I thank you, Father, for setting us free from those things that don't belong to us in Jesus' name. You know, I, today I, I, I really want us to be real and raw um, in his accepting unconditional love. When you really understand how much he loves you, you can get real with God. See, part of the reason we don't get free from things is be, because we don't get real with him. We, I don't want to use the word pretend, but we, we're not open for him to do the things that he needs to do. We have to get real with God. You can get real with him. And you don't have to be afraid that he's not going to love you. He knows everything about you. He knows all your junk. He knows, you know, life gets, get, just gets messy sometimes. Things happen that aren't supposed to happen. That's the bottom line. To every single one of us, we go through things that we're not supposed to go through that are very uninvited and not things we can send back. You know how when you get a package from Amazon, I, this is what I love about Amazon. I love Amazon. Johnny's like, dear God, another box. I'm like, just, just drop the box in my office and go on about your business. <laughs> That'd be my business, right? And so the, the cool thing is if I don't want it, I don't have to keep it. But life isn't always that kind. Some things happen that we can't send back. And so we have to learn how in the midst of that to allow him to do what needs to be done. And I'm just telling you right now, I know when God spoke to me the night, he says, this is what I want you to minister on. Because there's so many people that are going to be in the congregation that need major miracles and healings and need freedom in their life. And, and I'm telling you, I'm so thrilled to be here. I well, number one, I love Pastors Eric and Shelley. Oh, my goodness. So that, that was one thing I was going to share with you. So Shelley was in my life before Eric, right? So when we were in this building, Shelley moved back, back home. And Shelly went to work for me. And so we worked together. Oh, we had so much fun, so much fun. And then I began to pull on some of the gifts on the inside of her. Like, Shelly, you're going to start doing announcements. Oh, no, 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 no. I am not doing announcements. Oh, yes, yes, yes. You are doing announcements. I'm not asking you. You are doing announcements. From now on, you're doing announcements. And so we began to pull those things, right? And then it wasn't long until God brought Pastor Eric. And then, wow. I mean, wow. I just It's just so cool to me how God works and moves. And we had a wedding here and an ordination here. And it's just so exciting. Walking in the gifts, walking in the gifts. Amen. Walking in the kingdom, walking in the kingdom. And I'm telling you, Jesus is coming soon. Did you know he's coming very, very soon? And, you know, you might say, oh, well, you know, we've heard that. Forever. No, I'm telling you right now, there's no more time to mess around. There's no time for anything to become more important to you than the kingdom. That's it. It's all about the kingdom. But when life throws some of those things at us that can't be sent back, 
we have to allow him so we don't become bitter. Amen. So we don't find ourselves in a place that is not where we were meant to walk. And, and so this message today, I truly believe. So my heart is to see the heart of the Father, his purpose and his divine will, the divine will of Almighty God to manifest fully and completely in your life. And whatever is restricting it, hindering, stopping, constricting his kingdom purpose from manifesting and working in your life to be dealt with and eliminated today. We went to, uh, uh, Mario Marilla had a big meeting in Tulsa. How many of you were there? Were any of you? Oh, you saw it. Okay. So we, so Johnny and I went to the night before uh, Brother Copeland was there with, um, Flashpoint. Do y'all watch Flashpoint? Everybody, if you don't watch Flashpoint, find somebody that does, because I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it's the will of God. It's the will of God for you to watch that. It's powerful. So we went to Flashpoint and, um, I couldn't believe it. I said, Johnny, I think we need to probably get there about 30 minutes earlier. So, <laughs> well, when we got there, oh my goodness, oh my goodness, that whole, um, the maybe center was completely packed. Well, so the next night when it was Mario, we still got really good seats. You know, God's really good. Not because of, not because of people I know, but I mean, we just, the Holy Spirit gave us really cool seats. So the next night when Mario was speaking, I said, well, Johnny, they're going to be lining up probably around three o'clock. They started lining up at 10 o'clock in the morning, and they were wrapped around the maybe center. We got there, and we just, I said, oh, dear Lord, what do you think? Do you want to just, we could be home and watch it. You know, we could get home in time to watch it. And he said, let's just see what happens. So I found a line and got in a line. Somehow that line merged into the line at the front door. And Johnny and I walked in there like a boss. Let me tell you, like a boss. And we had the most amazing seats. Well, Mario starts ministering and flowing, and you all were there. You are, you know, it was absolutely amazing. But he started moving in the gifts. And so he called out migraine headaches in a section. People that had migraines. I've struggled with migraines for probably 18 years. And if you've ever had one, they're debilitating absolutely debilitating. And I have multiple every month and I've stood on the word. I prayed the word. And so when that worn out, I said, I'm telling you, he missed the, the section. This was the section it was supposed to have been. I'm the one, the color of my blouse was supposed to have been the blouse that was called out. So guess what? I'm taking my word. I'm taking that word. I, it, I didn't even have a headache for two weeks, which is remarkable. No headache at all. I've maybe had three or four, and every time I just stand against it, I say, no, you're not coming back. You're not coming back. That's not kingdom. That's not kingdom stuff. And we're not going to have it. And I took that word and I said, I'm going to have that word. I'm going to have that word. So, so let me tell you, when you're in a body and God's moving, take it, take it. Look at your neighbor and say, take it, take it. If you want it, take it. If you need it, Glennis, you take it. If, if Virginia or pastors are ministering to someone else, take it. Run for it. Get in line. Boy, I'm telling you, nothing stops me anymore. If we want it, take it. Okay, listen to this. So God wants you to be healed and whole, free and at peace with God, yourself and others. To walk restored and enjoy spiritually, mentally, 
Say mentally. God wants our mind to be so full of the kingdom. So if we're having mental issues, I'm telling you, God wants us free. God wants us free. Emotionally, relationally, financially, socially, anything your brain can think of, God wants you free. And he wants you to experience the kingdom. That every part of your person would be soaked and saturated in his healing power and the revelation of the kingdom and how to operate in it. He wants us soaked, sealed, saturated in his power, in the kingdom. It is not his will for us to be broken and bruised, tormented and condemned, weak and exhausted, sick and depressed, sad and discouraged, angry and bitter, ashamed and insecure, wounded and afraid, hurting and lonely, to deal with anxiety or addiction, stress and worry. We have to be tired of pretending that everything is okay. We need to get weary and worn out with that. If it's not okay, it's not okay. And if it's not okay, we can get okay. Amen. And that's why the body of Christ is so important. You know, I think, what do people do that don't have a church, that don't have a body, that believe in them, where they can run? Kelly was sharing with me about about uh, when they were doing construction here, and she was struggling with something. Where did she come? She knew someone would be here. She called Pastor Shelley, and she ran to the church and got set free. I'm telling you right now, we do not have to live what I just said, these words that I just described. Maybe you're here and you feel like you've lost all hope. There's rest for you and there's answers. So I'm telling you, if it's in the kingdom, it's for you. It belongs to you. It's in you if it's in the kingdom. Um, Jesus said in Matthew 6:10, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. There is a way to move the will of God from heaven to the earth. Amen. The government of heaven to the government on this earth. And, and so I want to talk to you about, about some of those things today. Matthew eleven twelve. this is my text for the day. The kingdom of, nope, that's the wrong one. Luke, I'm sorry, Luke 12, 31 and 32. Seek and set your sights on. Give strong attention to, look for, aim at, pursue, go after, strive for, inquire for the kingdom. The kingdom. Say the kingdom. First and foremost and above all things, we're to seek the kingdom. Do not be seized with alarm and struck with fear, little flock. How endearing is that? Do not be struck with fear. Do not be seized with alarm. For it is the Father's, what? Good pleasure to give you the kingdom. He wants you to have it. He wants us to walk in it. Amen? It is his good pleasure. The kingdom, righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. What is the kingdom? It's the dominion, the realm, the boundaries, the authority, the rulership, that realm of the king. Amen? That's the kingdom. That's his kingdom. And he said, joy. 
the joy joy in the Holy Ghost. The joy of the Lord is our strength, right? That's what the Word of God says. There is power in joy. Joy gives us access to the strength of God, not to personal strength, not to your own abilities, right? But to the strength of God. So what's going to give me, what's going to give me the strength that I need to endure, the strength I need to walk through and get to the other side, the joy, the joy of the Holy Ghost walking and working in your life. It is your strength. We are called to be strong, not weak. Strong is not wrong. Amen. Say that with me. Strong is not wrong. God is strong and he wants you strong. We need to be strong for the world. Amen. It says in Ephesians 6.10, be strong in the Lord. It's we're commanded to be strong. And then he, then he goes into te- the teaching on the armor of God, putting on the armor of God. And, and we're not going to go into all that. But he said, be, be empowered through your union with him. Draw your strength from him. The Amplified says, draw your strength from him. The joy of the Lord is your strength. He wants us energized, strong, well, whole, complete, free, living, full, abundant lives. Emotionally, mentally. Every way, spirit, soul, and body, he wants us strong. Not just okay, say strong, strong. You know, I love that word. I love the word strong. It makes me feel good when I say it. Just saying the word strong. I'm strong in him and in the power of his might. His mighty powers that work in me because I've been, what? Brought into union with him. We are one. Amen. Everything that's in him is in me. He is a strong and mighty God. You are strong and mighty in him, in him. There is nothing holy about weakness. He said in our weakness, he is what? Strong. So when we're weak, it's not about what I'm feeling. It's about who I know lives in me. What I know I have available to me to push through, to push through. So this morning at the, in the hotel I was praying and I was just walking in the room and just praying in the spirit. And the Lord began to speak to me about, you know, when a woman is about to bring forth a child. Amen. And all the women, they'll they'll get this. But a lot of you guys will get this because you were in the delivery room. There is a, a moment and a time. There's no stopping what's about to happen. It's the baby's coming forth and there is a bearing down that takes place in her body and and it's called contractions. And so those contractions begin to push and work. Sometimes the things we're going through are pulling and pushing and drawing something out of us that we may not even know. And it's just moving us into the place of bringing forth something new. Now, we all want to bring forth new things for the, for the kingdom, right? I want, to, I want to walk in everything he's promised me and more. I want it all. I want to walk in it all. But most of us aren't walking in it all. That's the truth. The truth is I'm not walking in it all. But I know that until I'm willing to go through that process, I may not bring that forth so I can walk in it. So I've got to be willing, if he calls me into prayer, 
That little book I was telling you about goes into all this. To pray longer than 15 minutes. To, if he says pray, pray an hour every day. So the Lord told me about three years ago to have a prayer meeting in my house. So I was asking him, oh, it's been about a month now. Um, there's something else I wanted to do, right? And so I was praying about it. He says, okay, but I want to talk about the prayer meeting. <laughs> that I told you three years ago to do a prayer meeting in your home once a month. And so then I started talking to him about my new idea, right? And what was kind of stirring in me and what I wanted to do. And he said, no, we're going to talk about the prayer meeting. And so he said, you're going to have a prayer meeting in your home, and it's to start now. And so I was like, well, you know, I've invited some people. He said, no, this isn't about other people. This is about you. You come. You show up. If nobody else shows up, you are to have a prayer meeting once a month in your home. So I said, okay, I'm going to have a prayer meeting in my home once a month. He wants to know that he can trust me at the prayer meeting. I said, oh, I love to pray, so... Okay, you mean a real prayer meeting. So I grew up in a home, and Mom and I were talking about this the other day, where we had what was called cottage prayer meetings. Have you ever heard of that before? It was, so we went cottage meeting home, home prayer meetings, right? We went, different people in the church would open their homes, and we, and so as a little girl, I would go with my mom and dad. You know, they didn't leave me at home. They brought me. You should drag your kids to things like this, I'm telling you, because it, it'll, it'll mark them. It'll mark them for the kingdom. And so we would gather in homes, and I can remember everyone finding a place to make an altar before, before God, kneeling and, and getting on, on, their, on their knees and their face before the Lord in those homes. And I don't know, they probably lasted about an hour. So I said, I can do this. I can do this in my home because I love to pray. But, you know, the whole idea of the prayer meeting thing. And so I said, Johnny. Okay, so I'm just going to tell you right now, I'm getting ready to start a prayer meeting one night a month. He said, okay. And I said, so I don't want you to feel like you have to come to my, to my prayer meeting. It would be appreciated, right? So at least someone's there. But I said, I would, I'm inviting you to my prayer meeting. He said, okay, I'm going to come. And I'm like, oh, wow. Johnny's really never seen me. Okay, so have you ever heard the term ugly crying? That's when you really cry. I mean, it's ugly, right? You cry, cry. I said, okay, I don't know how else to explain this to you, but I do ugly praying. And so it gets deep and it gets serious. And I'm telling the devil he's going to leave. And I'm telling everything that's in my kids that shouldn't be in my kids. By the way, they sent their love to you today, my children. Chris, y'all being tied. Um, but you know, and I'm, and I'm loud when I pray, ugly praying, right? Deep praying. And I walk, and I said, Johnny, I'm going to be walking, and I'm going to be all over the house. We'll have a little bit of music playing, but that's how this permitting is going to look. So do you really want to come? Do you really? Because it's okay with me if you don't want to come. He said, no, I'm coming. And so I'm thinking, oh, you know, I was like a little bit nervous. And so I thought, okay, it's going to start at 7 o'clock. Our prayer meeting is just Johnny and I. This prayer meeting is starting at 7 o'clock. So at 7 o'clock, I said, okay, it's time for prayer meeting. So I said, let's put some music. So we put some music on our TV and turned it up just not real loud. Um, and, um, but loud enough that I, you know, thought he could maybe be okay while I did my thing. And so Johnny's so precious. So, um. So he, I said, now, Johnny, you can sit, you can kneel, 
or you can walk with me. I mean, just you just do what you want to do. So by now he's got it, right? He knows. And so Johnny kneeled. We, we both have, you know, you have your chair, my chair. He's got his chair. So Johnny's at his chair and he knelt. And so I said, now this is going to be an hour. So, okay, we're going to pray for an hour. He knelt there for one hour. And I, I could just picture Johnny while I'm walking and praying, telling the devil, I'm casting the devil out of that house and I'm anointing, took my anointing while I'm anointing doors. And once I get started, I get into it. Do you, I mean, you know what I'm talking about, Sister Virginia. I mean, it's fun. It's exciting. And I'm telling you, I'm going to have what I want. I'm going to have what God promised me. And I'm taking the kingdom by, by a violent storm. And every now and then I'd look over at Johnny to see if he was still with me. And he stayed right there. And I'm, I, I don't know, Johnny, what you must have, must have thought. But we made it through that hour. Praise God. Hallelujah. So the next month I said, now, Johnny. We're going to have prayer meeting. Do you want to come? I'm coming. I'm coming to prayer meeting. Well, so I was having women's Bible study one night. And he said, well, what do you need me to do for you to get everything ready? I said, nothing. Because what I need to do, you can't help me with. I'm going to pray. He said, oh, yes, I can. And about that time, Johnny took off. And he started walking. He started praying in tongues. He started taking authority over things. And I'm like, look at him. Look at him. And I'm telling you, he prayed over our meeting. And I told the girls when they got there, I said, I'm just telling you right now. Johnny Roby had a little bit of a prayer meeting here before you arrived. And he's covered it all. You're going to get what you need from God. But see, that's what God wants us to do. God wants us to get determined and be willing. If, if the church has a prayer meeting, you show up. You come, and collectively, we do ugly praying, right? We pray, we walk, you can kneel, you can sit, but we press in, and what are we doing? We are bringing heaven to earth. We're creating a passage for God to accomplish things and get things done so Jesus can come back. There is nothing holy about weakness. C.S. Lewis said this, joy is the serious business of heaven. I love that. Joy is the serious business of heaven. You know, most of us are going to be extremely surprised when we get there because there's, it's going to be a really fun place. And Sister Virginia, if you need to know anything about heaven, I would talk to her. I would make an appointment a day with her and go sit and visit and talk about heaven because Sister Virginia has had some amazing experiences in heaven. And I love to hear people that have been so privileged to access that portal and have those majestic experiences. They'll tell you, heaven is a fun place. There's all kinds of things going on in heaven. And if you haven't ever watched Kat Kerr, she's a real good one to watch because she knows all about heaven. And to, to imagine, you know that old song, I can only imagine. We can only imagine. And most people that have had the privilege of having that experience, Johnny's had some, some divine encounters like that with the Lord. And I get a word from God, but that's kind of, I've never had that kind of an experience. But she says, I can, we need to talk. Because I want that. I want to have, I want to know that. I want to. I want to be close to that. I want to know that. But I know that heaven is going to be so much fun and it's going to be filled with joy. Because he said the kingdom, the kingdom is righteousness. It's going to be a righteous place. It's going to be joyful place and a peaceful place. It's going to be amazing. And not limited 
there, there unto. But filled with the love of God, filled with the light of God, that kingdom. Matthew eleven twelve, one of my most favorite verses. The kingdom of heaven has endured violent assault, and the violent take it, seize it by force as a precious prize, a share in the heavenly kingdom is sought with most ardent zeal and intense exertion. That's prayer. So the violent, the violent, the Bible says, take it by force. We take it. He wants you and I to ardently, zealously go after the kingdom and all that is in the kingdom, all that defines the kingdom, to learn about the kingdom, to grow in the kingdom, to operate in the kingdom, to see the, the kingdom manifest, not only in your life. See, most of us are so caught up in our own lives that we forget the kingdom is for you to give. Right? The kingdom is for you to share, for you to pour out. You have to decide what you want. So right now, I want you, if you're taking notes, and I'm sure all of you are, write down what it is you want. What do you need? What do you want? I'm telling you, I, I could give you a list from here to that door of what I want, of what I want for my kids, of what I want for my grandbabies, of what I want for, for my family, what I want for Johnny and I, what I want for my mom, what I want to see God do, and what I'm determined I'm going to have. And I'm unwilling to do without it. Unwilling. We have to be violent. We have to make a decision. This is, this is ugly praying. This is ugly faith. This is getting serious is what I'm talking about. That it doesn't matter to you what you look like. It doesn't matter what people think of how you pray. But you're going to get serious with God. And you're not going to sit back and just let things happen. Let me tell you. You know what? The Father didn't just let things happen in heaven. He kicked the devil out of heaven. And you are aware of that, right? That that was where he initially began. And he had a ministry. I can't even imagine. You know, um, and he kicked him out. And then the, his follow, the angels that were following after him in his rebellion, he tossed them out too. Literally, he threw them out. So guess what we do? So there's none of that going on in heaven. That's God's realm. That's where God exercises dominion and rulership and authority. So guess what? He lives in you. So guess what? This, all of this, all of this, devil doesn't belong there with his junk, with his stuff, with anything that's not in the word. It doesn't belong there. And so what have we got to do? Throw him out. Get rid of it. We've got to say, you, you're not welcome here. You're not staying. So on a day when I feel overcome with emotions and I feel overcome with thoughts, I have to say, whoa, 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 whoa. That's not kingdom. That's not in the kingdom. I'm not going to take that. I'm not going to have that going on. And so what do, I, what do I do? I have to refuse to allow it to work in me. I have to refuse it. I have to make it go. Amen. Be, de be determined to have what it is you want. You cannot be casual concerning the things of God and walk in the abundant life that has been paid for in full on your behalf. Why? Because you have an enemy. He is the father of lies. There is no truth in him. He, opposing, he opposes everything God is for. So if God is for it, what? He's against it. 
He operates and moves in direct opposition to the Father. We can't be casual. We must be intense and decisive concerning what we want and what we're going to allow to operate in our life. Most of us, I would, I would venture to say each of us, every one of us, have things that we tolerate. Do you know when you tolerate something, you're actually authorized, you've, you're authorizing it to stay. So what we have to stop tolerating Stuff in our life that is not from God and say, you know what? It doesn't matter how long it takes. It doesn't matter how many days I have to pray. If I have to fast a meal for a month, no matter what God says, God, I'm going to do it because I'm going to have. Luke 4, 43, Jesus said, I must preach the good news. All that is good because God is a good God no matter what. Of the kingdom, I must preach the good news of the kingdom of God for I was sent for this purpose you were sent to this earth do you understand that you were sent to the earth I was God's idea not my mom and dad I was God's idea he chose to make me their daughter and I'm sure there were times when my mother wasn't super excited about that. It's like, oh, God, what an assignment you gave me <laughs> but she's happy now I say mom look at me now you know praise God and so, so I want you to understand that you've been sent by God to the earth. You're here for a reason. There is a purpose for your life. You bear and wear the kingdom. Colossians 1.13, Paul said, You have been delivered, Pastor Eric shared this, from the dominion of darkness and transferred into the kingdom of light and love. You've been called out of that old kingdom. Amen. When Jesus died on the cross, he called us out of that kingdom that had controlled, that had dominated the earth. He called us out. The veil was torn, giving us access and giving him access into us. You've been chosen to be accessed by the Holy Ghost. To be filled up with him. To walk with him. Oh, I love it. We're called to proclaim, declare, pursue, follow after, promote, lay hold of, operate according to, and be dominated and controlled by the kingdom of light and love. In Luke 17, 21, Jesus said, Behold... The kingdom of God is within you. He wants the kingdom to flow through you because it is in you. He wants the kingdom of God to flow through you. The kingdom of God is where? In me. There is a heavenly kingdom, but I'm in the kingdom here. The kingdom is in me here. That might be a better way to say it. The kingdom is on the inside of me here. All right, how, is the, how do I get the kingdom to flow through me? How do I do that? You know, in, in 1 Timothy 6, 12, Paul said, Fight the good fight of faith and lay hold of life that is eternal. The kingdom on the inside. How do we walk it out? By faith. Faith transports and moves heaven to the earth. It shifts things. It changes things. It is the muscle of the spirit realm. Listen to me. God is a God of faith. He did all this by faith. That's in Romans and Corinthians. The word of God produces 
The faith of God. Y'all know this. Y'all have been taught this. That the word of God, how do I get my faith? How do I get faith? You've got a measure of faith. But I'm going to tell you that measure needs to grow. Needs to grow. And it only comes... Faith only comes this way. You don't get it in a prayer line. You don't come up and say, Pastor Eric and Shelley, I need you to lay hands on me and pray for me. I need faith. No, 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 no. That's not going to work. That's not biblical. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. It keeps coming and coming. And if I need more faith, guess what? I get in the word and I get in the word. And I, you know, it do a lot of us good to shut the television off, turn your phone off, If we spent the time in the spirit that we spend on our phones, we would be light years ahead of where we are. It's just truth. How many of you have ever gone anywhere and everybody's got a phone and go to the airport or, um, we went to, we had two, two grandchildren that graduated. So Claire's youngest daughter, Claire, she graduated from high school this week and then Shelby's middle son, Cash, graduated from um, elementary school, and he's going to be in middle school. And so at the high school graduation, it was at this big football field. I mean, there's like 800 kids graduating. And, oh, my goodness, it's better than an airport. People watching. It's crazy. crazy. It was so much fun. It was so much fun watching people celebrating and not caring what they, obviously, they didn't care what they looked like uh, or what, what they had on or didn't have on. And I, I was just standing there going, oh, dear goodness, wow, okay, wow. And, you know, T.L. Osborne used to say, just treat everybody like they're born again. It's the easiest way to minister to people, just treat everybody like they're saved. So I've been meditating on that, and I said, okay, Father, you're going to have to help me with this one. But I'm going to treat everybody I see today like they're born again, filled with the Holy Ghost, walking with God just like I am. And it changes how you see people, and it changes your quickness to minister to them. Because I'm just pretending in my mind like they're already born again. They already know God. And so we went to this graduation, but you wouldn't believe. I don't know how people found a seat because this is how they're, you know, they're walking like this. And I'm like, whoa, dude, that was my toe. I mean, there were kids going across us, and one of them got my toe, and they were wearing those real thick, like, boots, you know. And I was like, oh, you know, but everybody has a phone in their hand everywhere we go. We see it in restaurants. You know, you can have a whole group eating and everybody's got their phones. If we would stop that and make some boundaries, right, and just be determined that you're going to fast that a little bit. I'm not saying don't ever be on your phone. I'm just saying we, we give ourselves to so many things, and then we don't have time to give ourselves to the things that are going to make the difference, that are going to cause that muscle to work. And what? Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. So I pray like that. Father, I thank you. I call the, 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 the government of heaven to the earth. He said the government was upon his shoulders. I call on that mountain. It'll be dominated, amen, by the government of heaven. And so I call it down. I call it down. So we begin to speak those things and bring those things. That's what faith does. It calls things that be not as though they were. That's what faith is. Faith calls things. It's the corresponding action to the word into prayer is your mouth. So your mouth works two ways. It works against you and it works for you. And he says what you choose to say determines what you are choosing to get. What you choose to say is what you are choosing to receive. 
The more you say it, the more of it you get. It's just Bible. It's a Bible principle. Kenneth Copeland did not create that principle. Jesus taught that principle. Study Mark. Study Mark. Study the book of Mark. If you want to talk, if you want to learn about the kingdom, go to Luke. Read the book of Luke. I couldn't believe all the stuff Luke wrote about the kingdom. He understood the kingdom. So, so faith, we've got to have faith. It, it's what makes everything. It's a muscle of heaven. It's a muscle of the spirit realm. It shifts things. It moves things. It causes things to change. All right. The word establishes, charts our course, and is the blueprint for faith to manifest, produce, or bring forth. So the word of God needs something to cause it to come forth, to manifest. That would be faith. Believing and speaking. Remember that scripture? He said, I have believed, therefore I speak. What you say is what you believe. Oh, no, 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 no. The Bible says out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Not just when you choose. Oh, it's just, you know, I didn't really mean that. You said it. So it's on the inside of us because it was in our heart. If it's not in our heart, it's not going to come out of our mouth. Well, well, well Tanya, what do I do? How do I, how do I, you got to get the right thing in your heart. Where does the wrong stuff come from? The flesh nature. Where else does it come from? The world, the people you hang out with, the things you watch on TV, the things you see. So we, we have to have boundaries. We have to, we have to, let me tell you something. It's scary not to have boundaries in your life. It's scary just to whatever will be, will be. And we're living in a culture right now that is demonic, a demonic, but, but God's called the kingdom to invade that. See, it doesn't, see, it doesn't scare me. None of it scares me. Why? The greater one lives in me. The one who can do anything. He has all power and all authority. And he's just looking for someone in the earth to be his agent. Ah, this is right, Kelly. To be his agent. To let the kingdom flow. How does God move in the earth? Through you. Through me. He has to have someone to move through. He can't move in the earth illegally. Your body gives him access. Are you listening? This is like about 20 sermons in one. Your body gives God access in the earth. All right. So it's going to be what you believe and what you say. The word establishes, charts the course. It's a blueprint for faith to manifest, produce, or bring forth. Miracles, change, restoration, to overturn darkness, to bring forth healing and deliverance, favor, to release all of heaven's goodness upon your life. God wants to release all of his goodness upon you, but then he wants you to go release his goodness upon other people. Treat people good. Treat people kind. Love people. Be good to people. Do you always feel like it? Absolutely not. Is it, well, what do I do? I don't feel like it. You do it anyway. You do it by faith. You choose to do it. You make a decision. I'm going to be good to people today. I'm going to be kind today. I'm going to walk in love today to the person that pulls out in front of you. I'm going to walk in love. Thank you, Father. I'm not hurt. I'm good. Everything's good. Right? Everything's good. So praise God. So we don't have to do gestures and scream and go crazy. And as Johnny would say, be a dumb stick. 
Don't be a dumb stick, right? Why? Because you're a student of the Word, and you're finding out what the Bible says. Jesus went about doing good and healing all that were sick. He came. He was a physician for those that were sick, not for the well. He came for the broken people. He came for diseased people. He came for the lepers. He came for the drug addicts. He came for those that were oppressed and lonely and disgusted and busted and broke. He came as the need meter. He came as the all in all. He came as the one that could fix anything that was messed up. And he's in me. And you know what he can do? He can fix me. He can fix you. He can fix your stuff. He can fix my stuff. But we run to everybody and everything else to get our stuff fixed that only he can fix, that only he can change. And I want to get to the place that I know how to get it for myself. I don't have to wait until Sunday. It's in me, and I'm walking in it, Pastor, and I don't have to wait to bring somebody to church. I think by next week this church should almost be full because everybody's going to go to Walmart, do a prayer walk, grab somebody, get somebody born again, and get them here. Tell them what's going on here. Say, hey, the sick are being healed at my church. The devil gets cast out. You get free. You get healed. You get the Holy Ghost. You need to, I'm telling you, you need to be in my church. You've got to go to church with me Sunday. What time can I pick you up? Oh, I can remember when we were here, and, and uh, I would bring a busload of the boys' friends to church. I, go, I went and got them. Debbie, do you remember Lance Frederick, Chris's friend? You may, do you remember him? I picked that boy up year after year after year after year. Um, the little lady with long black hair, was her name Jewel? Jewel Teal. Um, I, I mean, there were just there were just so many that I mean, we I just go get them and bring them. Go get them and bring them. Go get people, bring them. Say, what time can I pick you up? Because you know what, there there'll come a not a lot closer to coming if you go gather them and bring them, because they feel embarrassed coming in the door sometimes or a little uncomfortable. You've been there where you walk in and you just feel a little odd or uncomfortable. But if they know they're coming with a friend, somebody that loves them, we get them, we bring them. Behold, the kingdom of God is within you. Oh, we've got to get the kingdom. Thy will be done on the earth as it is in heaven. The word of God is the carrier, the container, the opening and providing a passageway to move things from heaven to earth. God's word will change what you believe. Now, I want you, I'm going to read you this. And I'm going to close with this thought. It changes belief systems. Okay, so listen to this statement. If what you believe, this is what the Holy Spirit spoke to me, is not founded, grounded, rooted, formed, and established on the word of God, you are in big trouble. And you're headed for big problems. You said, well, how do you know? Because I've been there. You are setting yourself up to be deceived. And you will end up in a deep ditch. Have you ever tried to climb out of a deep ditch? Have you ever been in a deep ditch? Raise your hand if you've ever been in a deep ditch. Oh, goodness. You will be behind me on, on, on that statement. I thought if Brother Jerry, uh, where's Brother is Brother Jerry in here? I, I thought he, he's probably going to remember when I was, we were in Colorado and I was in a really deep ditch in the snow and they couldn't even hardly pull me out. 
I mean, I got down in that snow, and it was deep down in that snow, and it is not where I wanted to be. And I'm sure it was quite um, a, a quite hilarious uh, experience for those around me. But I'm telling you, it's not fun digging out of ditches. It's not fun. I don't want to live having to be rescued all the time. You, do you know what I'm saying? I don't want to live that way. God, there's a higher way for you to live so you're not digging ditches or digging out of ditches. All right? Philemon 6, I'm going to close with this passage. The communication of our faith. How does faith become effective and work? By acknowledging every good thing. Not your circumstances, not your situations, not how you feel, not your feelings, not your emotions. Well, I just feel angry today. Don't be angry. We have to gather those emotions up and restrict them from operating through us. It's just a choice. And there's going to be times you're going to blow it, and there's going to be times you're going to get it right. As we acknowledge every good thing that is in us, in Christ Jesus, faith has to be communicated, and it requires our participation. What are you acknowledging? You know, the Bible says in Jeremiah 1.12, he hastens to perform his word what gets God to move quickly on your behalf the word of God spoken from your mouth changes things opens a portal creates a passage your faith begins to go to work with the word and together faith and the word work and they work and they work and they work and what do they do they bring forth they produce they bring forth. I want you to bring forth every good and perfect thing that's on the inside of you in Jesus. I want that for you. Oh, I want you to be healed. I want you to be free. I want you to live a happy life. And if you've ever known Jesus and walk the other direction, Mom and I were talking about this the other day, that when the house has been swept clean, you know, we bind the strong man. When the strong man has been bound, the house has to be swept clean and has to be what? Fill back up with what? The right thing. Yeah, the Word of God, the Holy Spirit. So we, we, we clean it out, and here's what happens. People get set free and get delivered. And I'm telling you this because it's happened to me before, and I'm telling you this because as a pastor for 30 years or so, I've seen this. I've seen it in other nations of the world. And this is the, the absolute truth. When somebody gets free from something. And listen, when we pray the word and when we lay hands and we do what the Bible says, the devil goes. He has to. Because it's the word. I, I saw Robert Morris. He pastors Gateway in Dallas. I love him. And he was preaching this message. And he says, so here's what, he prayed this prayer of deliverance over everyone. So, you know, when I sit at my house, I get in the prayer line. I may be in Oklahoma City, but I, and it may have been a message he did a month ago, but I'm in the prayer line. And I've got my hands out and up, and I'm going to get what is coming. And so he said, so he, then he began to lead through a prayer of deliverance. One of the most beautiful prayers for deliverance I have ever experienced. And he was supposed to have a new book coming out that taught this principle. Okay, and he said, now, this is what the devil wants to, you to say. You're standing here, and he's, he lays, hand, lays hands on you, pray. You pray this prayer of deliverance. If we believe the word of God is true, it doesn't matter what we feel like or think or, or all that. We're free. We're free. You're free. If I pray for you, trust me, you're free. Okay, so somebody comes. We pray for him. Here's what the devil does. I'm not going. No, I just want you to know I'm not going. No, I'm going to stay as he has to leave. 
and we reinforce his defeat and his failure we reinforce it every time we decree and declare the word of God every time a symptom comes yesterday I had a heaviness come you know and I know that feeling I know what it's like I say uh-uh no 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 I'm not the sick trying to get healed I'm the healed you're trying to bring an affliction back here and I'm not gonna do it I'm done you know some of us need to stand up and say I'm done I am done devil you're not gonna have my family you're not gonna have our finances you're not gonna have our business you're not going to have ministry opportunities and, and, and hinder us from delivering the word of God. We're going we're gonna to go ye. Every day, go ye. You're called to go. Go to the world. Go to the world. You have an assignment today. It may be Walmart. It may be the grocery store. You have an assignment. So don't just sit at home. Go. If you sit at home, call somebody. You can minister to people over the phone. What can I pray with you about? How can I agree with you today? You were on my heart, and I just feel like God's wanting to do something powerful in your life. I do that. Just call people. If you start feeling down, get on the phone and pick it up. Minister to someone. Give out what you need to receive. All right, I want us all to stand up. We're going to close. We're going to do this in five minutes because, see, I, I, I knew I came to deliver the word today. That's what he told me to do was to deliver the word. Deliver the word. This word will get you, and I'm telling you the truth, this because, oh, oh my goodness, we went to a meeting in Branson. Uh, it was Kenneth Copeland's uh, Branson um, Convention. We, went, we got there because I was doing a women's conference in Arkansas, and we got to go the last night. Talk about a powerful man of God, 86 years old, and he's so anointed. He sang. He delivered the word. And you know what he said? The basics. You know what he preaches? Faith. He began to talk about all the miracles when he was with Brother Oral Roberts. Hallelujah. How many of you have something that needs to go? that you need free, that you need an answer. No, I'm not going to make you come up here. We're going to do this different. Raise, raise, raise your hands. Everybody should have their hand up. There's something you need from God. There's something not right in you probably. All right, so every one of us. This message was for every one of us. Isn't that cool? You, you go to a church where the word's going to be for you every single time. It's for you. Okay, Father, in the name of Jesus, I want your hands up and I want you just to close your eyes. In the name of Jesus, 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 I thank you for deliverance. I thank you, Father. So first of all, we're going to repent. That's the first thing. To be delivered, you have to repent. Father, we just repent. We repent for unbelief. We repent for wrong belief systems. We repent for not being a student of the Word. We repent for not doing prayer meetings. We repent for not walking in love. God, we just repent. You need to get right with God right now. Let Him have it. Anything, everything, any attitude you've got that doesn't line up with the Word of God, I don't care how old you are. It can't stay. It's wrong. It's sin. It's sin. It's wrong. And he can't free you if you're going to continue to hold on to that stuff. So we repent. God, we just repent right now. Forgive us, Father. We ask you, God, to forgive us. God, with everything in us, we ask you to cleanse us and make us right. Make us right. 
Make us right. Help us to get right. Father, we just repent. So, okay, so once we confess and we repent, repentance is moving a different way, thinking a different way, changing the way we've been doing, acting, behaving. It requires a change. John the Baptist said, bring me the fruit of repentance. There's fruit that comes when we repent because we change. We change. Change how we treat people. Change how we think. Change how we act and react. How we respond. So, Father, we thank you right now that we stand before you cleansed, covered in the blood of Jesus, clothed in your righteousness. And so now I take authority over every demon in hell that's attacking, afflicting your body gathered in this place. I take authority over sickness and disease and symptoms. I take authority over afflictions. If, if you have something in your body, lay hands on it. Lay hands. Lay hands on yourself. You know, the, the Lord the other night, he said, Tonya, lay hands on yourself. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall what? Recover. So lay hands on yourself. You're a believer. Practice on you. So in the name of Jesus, 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 headaches have to go, migraines have to go, back pain, hip pain, knee pain, pain in the feet, neuropathy. Neuropathy has to go in the name of Jesus. Cancer has to go in the name of Jesus. We command you to flee. We command you to leave. I come against the spirit of loneliness, fear, rejection, insecurity I take authority over you and I command you to go addiction of every sort and every kind not just not just drugs shopping addictions and uh, any addictions and boy we don't let that one go do we we just take authority over everything we've allowed to fill us that doesn't belong we just command it to go right now. Worry, you go in the name of Jesus. I take authority over the spirit of worry. I take authority over the spirit of fear. Anxiety, you go in the name of Jesus. High blood pressure, you go in the name of Jesus. We command you to go. Just begin to call out whatever it is. Any issues with the stomach and the intestines, God's healing that right now. If you've got issues in your stomach, your intestines, in this, this, this internal area, the central part of you, I speak to every organ, every vital organ in everyone's body, heart, lungs, kidneys, liver, pancreas. We speak life and health and wholeness right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, I speak to, to relationships that have been broken and bruised. And I speak wholeness and completeness in the name of Jesus. I speak life to those relationships right now. God, restoration, restoration, restoration. I speak that over my family, God. Restoration, restoration. Rest, no division, no division, no schisms. We take authority over bitterness and anger and resentment. We're not going to keep looking back at those things. We're done with them. We're done with them. We cast them off like an old dirty garment. We cast it off in the name of Jesus. Just call out whatever it is. Now, Father, I thank you. I thank you right now, Father, for what you've done in this place. We've heard the word. Faith comes when we hear the word. We heard the word today. Faith came. 
And now, Father, we declare with our mouth, we are free in the name of Jesus. I declare, I am free. I am free. I am whole. I'm complete. I'm satisfied. I walk an abundant life. I'm content. Godliness with contentment is great gain. I'm content. I'm at peace. I'm at peace. I'm at perfect peace. Perfect peace. Perfect peace. Because perfect love lives in me. I have perfect peace. And Father, we know apart from our union with you, we are nothing. So we just say yes to you today that we're going to lay hold of the kingdom in the name of Jesus. Everybody said, I want you to turn to your neighbor and I want you to say, I am free. I am free. You need to tell somebody, I'm free. I'm free. I'm free. I'm free. I am free. I am free. You know, if you would learn to declare that several times a day, I'm free. God's delivered me. I've been set free. I'm free today. I am free. I have everything I need today. Just wake up and and just cover your day that way. You will not believe the difference in your life. Pastor Eric. Come on, somebody give the Lord a mighty hand clap of praise. So, you know, we felt like that, that, uh, that we were in a season of warfare, and now all of a sudden things are beginning to shift. Things are going to begin to change. But listen, it's up to you. you got to speak forth the Word of God. Amen? Um, I think what I'm going to do, Richard, is just have you guys stand at the back. And if you guys want to sow in to Tanya, I want you to sow in and put a seed in there. We're just going to take up an offering with some baskets on the way, and you guys on the way out. I know you got some people to help you out. Thank you, ushers, for being back there. But if you guys will just stand back there, maybe just hold the baskets, and let's do that. Will you guys do me a favor? Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise for Pastor Tanya. Johnny, we bless you guys. We thank you. Hey, how many of you know... I was thinking about the scripture to be wise as a serpent, but gentle as a dove. And that we're in a time where we've got to be wise and we've got to be smart, but we've got to also be kind and compassionate. And that's just, that's a word for me also. Amen. Just stretch your hands to the Lord. I just want to say thank you, Father. Gracias, Señor. We thank you, Father. We just ask you just to bless our times as we leave today. And we walk in the blessing. God, and today you've, you've blessed us even financially. And we're just going to sow a seed into the kingdom as we sow that into Tanya and Johnny right now. And God, we thank you as we connect our seed that our seed will grow and it will multiply. Give and it shall be given unto you. Pressed down, shaken together and running over. He'll cause men to give into your bosom. And as people are giving on their way out today, God, we know that there's raises and bonuses and, and tax returns and commissions and and interest and income and and wise investments and dividends and whoever's in the currency thing we just say just grow in Jesus name in everything that they're involved in right now we just thank you that it is blessed and highly favored in Jesus name and everybody said amen hey God bless you guys have a wonderful afternoon in the Lord God bless you go lay hold of the kingdom and visit with people today we'll see you next Sunday God bless you